Hey, welcome to Get Wood. My name is Jess Wood. I'll be your host today. Do you love storytelling in a quirky manner? Do you enjoy a lady making jokes about things that might be inappropriate? Do you like true stories, stories of trauma, childhood, all kinds of goodies? Well, join us, won't you? When I say us, I mean me and my many personalities. Welcome. Come on in. It's Get Wood time. <laughs> so there's a lot on the roster today. Um, a lot of stuff happened this week, and uh, I just want to pick up where I left off last week, which was discussing uh, the Day of the Dead. And if you notice, I have changed my background for those of you watching the live. Uh, I really enjoy my blankie, and you would think that I would have picked it up in Albuquerque, but no, this is all the way from Hollywood, California, this pink blankie that really looks like it's supposed to be in this city, but you know, and now it is, and now I've moved it here, so here we are. Hey, Alex. Um, okay, so first of all, let's, dis let's just discuss something gorgeous before we get into the, na the nastiness of it all. First of all, what about the fucking fall? season right now do you know i grew up in a place los angeles california which i don't brag about at all because la is a great place if you hate to read but other than that you know so i grew up with no seasons whatsoever it was just fucking 72 or 74 and sunny every day and smoggy a couple days maybe rain and uh and here i am living in this beautiful city where one of the reasons I moved here was because they have all four seasons. And let me tell you, when I, got, when I came here to visit before I moved, and I was like, so how do you like it here? I would ask local people. And they all would say the same thing. We get all four seasons. And I'm like, I guess that's a real, it's a real push here. And I enjoy it. I'm so into it. Are you kidding me? The fall colors, the, the trees, the red, the orange, the green. No, the red, the orange, the green, the yellow. It's just like, bo, bo, bo. It's like a fucking reggaeton extravaganza out there. And let me tell you something. I am, I am taking the children's inspiration from across the way. I am unlike my mother. I'm breaking the chains of, of, the, of the past, folks. And I'm saying, I enjoy those children. Do you know my mom hated children? <laughs> my mom was always like, oh God, shut those fucking kids up. Like she would not enjoy living next to a school. Me, on the other hand, I'm grabbing all kinds of energy from them. I'm like sucking them dry like a vampire over here. I'm like, oh, look at them enjoy themselves outside. I suppose I could enjoy myself outside if I were to give, I don't know, myself a break and, and allow myself to enjoy the outside. And so that's what I did, fuckers. That's what I did. I went outside. I, I walk the track, sure, just for exercise and keep your mind a little bit sane. But here's what happened when they decided to cut loose. Hey, come on, take the money and run. What had happened was, as I'm walking, the trees started, you know, losing their leaves. Mm-hmm. And it was like magic. Don't fuck with me. It was magical. This is what it was. Me and the leaves falling and then me deciding, I'm gonna run and scream under these falling leaves because it just seems like the right thing to do. So what did I do? I just started running and going, yeah, yeah, underneath the trees and the, and the leaves fell on me. And guess what? There were other adults in the park. Did I care how I looked? Not at all. 
do I care about what other people think of me? Sometimes, yeah, okay, not, I'm not so great all the time at just being like, whatever, deflecting. But that moment, running under the trees, having those leaves fall on me, come on. And it's a perfect metaphor for life. Like, we just have to, we outgrow shit. We got to drop it. Just drop the shit that you've outgrown. Let it go. Let those old leaves go, you know? And then we'll, and then we'll all sit through a cold, dark winter together. Don't worry, I'll be here for you consistently. That's the name of the game, folks. Consistent. Uh, everybody have an okay week? It was kind of funky. I felt like it was real funky. As far as the Day of the Dead goes, I don't know how many times I could be visited by spirits. <laughs> and also, my mom. Okay, as some of you may know, my mother was an actress when she was alive. That's why I'm mad as a hatter. And she uh, deferred her residuals to me uh, when she died, which is really cool because, you know, you get like eight cents, 24 cents, a dollar 60. And you think, okay, this will go into the gas tank. But on Tuesday last, Dia de las Mortes, the Day of the Dead, I got a check from my mom's account or whatever in Screen Actors Guild, and it was for $50. That's a bag of weed. It was for $50, and it was for a law and order that she had done, and then title of the law and order, Ghosts. Shut up. That's fucking freaky. I don't know. I think it's freaky. I am, you know. (laughs) I take everything as a sign. Thank you. Oh, God. So I delved into, speaking of taking things as a sign and delving into things that are frightening, which is, I encourage us to all do that every week. Let's just take some chances, do some things that you haven't done before. It's really scary, but it's wonderful. It really, it does pay off. I promise you, it pays off. And uh, for me this week, I went on Tinder. (laughs) Yeah, that's a scary place for me, as for a lot of us, I believe. But mm, it was frightening. That is not where I wanted to take you on this journey next. This journey next, we're going to go to a writing workshop that I took with Miss Pamela DeBars. Now, Miss, oh, my mom's name was Ellen Blake. Lace. Hello, Lace. My mother was a, an actress, but we were, hi, seen it, but we were on welfare my whole uh, upbringing. So, you know, I understood the, uh, the taking a life as an artist was probably going to be a little shaky. And uh, I'd say uh, I understand that it is. Although I won't keep a man in my life who beats me. That's, I'm, breaking, I'm breaking cycles, kids. That's right. So, yeah, Ellen was in, um, she was on a couple Law and Orders. She was in a cult movie classic from the 80s called The Last Starfighter. Anyone? Yes. So, anyway. I went and took a writing workshop this week with Pamela DeBar. And if you don't know who Pamela, Miss Pamela is, oh, I want you to Google her after the show. Take a note and Google this babe. She is the original groupie. She's the major groupie. Uh, she, she was not the plaster caster. She did not do the cock uh, plaster casters. And she was not Penny Lane, but she was the other one. And she's written a bunch of books. And her first book was called, I'm with the band. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, we get it, Pamela. You're getting in for free. Uh, she also was kind of um, 
I don't know. I joke about dick sucking. You know, I love, I am easily dick-stracted, as my shirt says, my merchandise here. Uh, I, <laughs> I find joking about sucking cock hilarious. And, uh, but Miss Pamela didn't like that I shot out a couple of jokes on her behalf. It wasn't a shaming situation. It was like, she said, for instance, she said, oh, well, it, it'll be in Unit D. And I was like, you mean for dicks? And the other nine women were like, oh, God. And I was like, bitch, you made your goddamn bones by sucking bones. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't understand it. But me and another girl there, Peach, the sweetest Peach in the world. She was just such a doll. And Miss Pamela said to me, don't you think Peach looks like you? Maybe when you were younger? Hey. <laughs> hey. Yes, she, she did. She does. Yes, it's true. And you know what is interesting about that comment, Miss Pamela and others? Uh, I did not look great in my 20s because you know why? Heroin is not pretty. That's exactly why. Heroin is not a cute look. I don't know, unless you like your girl on the nod with a little scratchy, scratchy problem, then, uh, you know, I would say for me, my 20s was pretty out of it situation um, on the heroin and not so cute. A little angry, a lot of angry. Let's be honest, very angry. <laughs> now listen, I uh, I took this writing workshop with Miss Pamela, and it was really deep. It was so deep, and it opened up all kinds of stuff. Do you know writing already? As a lot of you know, it's insane. Like to 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 write, to 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 pull up all this caca from the insides and just put it down and not worry about what it reads you know so she would give us writing prompts but writing prompts like this like that not like tell us about your summer vacation <laughs> you know it wasn't like that it was more like uh who do you forgive who have you forgiven write a story about that ah and everyone in the class was like ah you know we all made a noise but i wrote about my mom and because i didn't uh I was so mad at her for so long, as I think a lot of us are pissed at our parents because a lot of people shouldn't have kids, you know? A lot of people just shouldn't do it, and they can't, they just don't have the capability to, you know, and the time and the focus. My mom was was mentally uh, disturbed, you know, and I say that in a kind way, in a gentle, in a gentle way, but... A lot of us are angry, so angry at these fucking people for the mishaps that that happened while we were growing up. So I, I've always had a, a, a bitter kind of sense of humor, kind of kind of, you know, snake zap bite you with my mom. And uh, for some reason, the last time that I saw her, I went to her the uh, elderly sag home that she was in and uh i don't know what had happened was nobody knew she was sick nobody knew she was gonna die but all of a sudden i had this very soft kind of feeling in my heart and i i didn't bring into her room any of the old stories or anger or resentments or bitterness i for some reason i just came in very clean and very open and with a lot of love it may have been the two and a half hour bus ride that i had to endure before i got there it might have just wiped all that out <laughs> but there was something going on you know and so i just went with it and so i went in and i saw her and i realized you know 
she was really, really big, really heavy before she died. And uh, I realized she couldn't hurt me anymore. As soon as I saw her, I realized she can't hurt me anymore. And that changed the whole energy of the visit. And so while I was there, I was brushing her hair, which I've never done in my life. And this lady needed a hairbrush. Let me tell you something. This lady, my mom used to never brush the back of her hair. And I'd say to her, mom, you don't brush the back of your hair. Like we should do something about that. Jesse, no one cares. Jesse, no one even notices. They did and, and they will. And, it, and it's like a bird's nest back, just a big old fuck knot, you know? And she's like, I'm proud of it. I'm getting busy, you know? Thank you. The earrings are from a woman in Arizona who made these specifically for me. Thank you. Okay. So I'm in there with my mom. I'm brushing her hair. And I, and I realize, like, I don't have any of the old resentments. All of a sudden, maybe it's the therapy that I've been doing or you know, just sitting with myself or being back in Los Angeles, having been gone for so long and then being back and realizing what a shit show that whole place is and not, and understanding like how hard it must've been to raise a child there. I mean, it was really shitty. You guys, it was so shitty. And, uh, so I was quiet and calm and loving. And she looked at me and she said, Oh God, Jesse, ah, you're so good to your mom. And what's so crazy about that is her her line for my whole life and her whole life was, Jesse, don't be mean to your mom. And all of a sudden she said, you've always been so good to your mom. And I said, oh, thanks. And then she said, I don't know why. I mean, I'm sorry. We really fucked you kids up. An apology. Oh, my God. So I said, uh, yeah. (laughs) you did. And she meant you kids. I don't have any siblings, but she meant, you know, the whole generation of us who were raised by these crazy naked or not naked, uh, health food or not health food, whatever your parents were into in the eighties, it was probably not okay. Or the seventies, it was probably not great. It was probably not great. So if you made it unscathed bless I, I send you blessings but if you didn't make it unscathed I send you even more blessings and love so I wrote this story in the workshop and then when I got to the place where I was writing about how I understood why she was so fucked up and I and I wrote and and when I was writing it I didn't have any emotion about it I was just writing it dot 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 but when I started to r- read it Oh my God, the emotion just fucking came crazy. And I, and I, and I, I pulled it out for you guys here because I just wanted you to know, uh, that I've, you know, I, I I really did have a hard time, uh, accepting who she was. And what I realized was she had a lot of issues. She had a lot of problems. And the biggest thing was she needed to soothe herself. And in soothing herself, if she didn't have drugs or alcohol or her man there to, you know, take up her distraction or to be, you know, hurting her or fucking her, fucking or fighting her, uh, she would use me to soothe herself. And that is a very, very hard thing to accept and forgive, especially. Uh, And it has everything to do with how I deal with intimacy. I mean, when you have both parents diddling you, kids, let me tell you something, not a great uh, issue with your 
later. Like when there's trust, there's trust issues. And how could there not be? So I cried and I cried and a few ladies cried with me and it was so cathartic and beautiful. And then I thought, you know what? I, I this is, I got to keep doing this. I got to keep writing. I stopped writing this year because I didn't have any assignments and I realized I don't need any assignments to write. You just fucking write, girl. You got plenty to go from. You got a well to go from. So uh, I recommend that y'all get a a writing practice, a journaling practice. It's really helpful. I know I've talked about the artist's way on here before, but I'll talk about it again. She's a a badass, Julia Cameron. She's an insane person, but I love her. And the morning pages are just three pages of longhand writing. When you first wake up, before you look at the before you look at the uh, at the <laughs> at the phone, oh, I have such an issue with the phone. Do you know that the fucking phone wants to tell me how many hours I've been on the phone a day? And I don't. Am, is the phone my job right now? Because the phone is having job hours. It, I'm keeping work hours with this fucking phone, and it's making me very disappointed. Anyway, try your best to get yourself into the morning pages because I'll tell you what, it has transformed me from a very, very bitter young lady into an accepting woman. (laughs) Thank you. And it doesn't, it's not every day. It's not every moment. It's always a practice, guys and gals and witches and warlocks and them and they and theirs. I, uh, I am just delighted to share it with you though because it can happen. Like people say all the time, oh, people don't change. Ah, you can't change. People can't change. Yeah, we can. If you make a concerted effort. Like I always tell chicks if they're like, oh, I went back with so-and-so or I'm talking to so-and-so again. I said, hey, is it any different? And they're like, yeah, it's really different. Well, good. Because guess what? It can be different. It doesn't always have to be the fucking same. And if it's the same all the time, change it. You have the power. Okay, I... um. I'm very sad, and I didn't want to open with this. Uh, I didn't want to open with this story because it made me so sad. Um, but you know, I figured I'd talk about Miss Pamela. Oh, thank you. Oh, Amanda has joined. Here comes Pia. Uh, listen, follow. Here comes Pia. She always is very hip in the knowledge of what's happening out in the Burke, and she always has a wonderful uh, workshop. That's how I found the workshop. So. Hello, my darling. Hello, my doll. Oh, and Pamela called everyone her dolls. And that's what my mom used to call everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. Fucking synchronicity. Synchronicity. Anyway, I didn't want to open with this story because I thought it was so fucking tragic. Um, The Astro World concert, the Travis Scott. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um... I myself have been in uh, riots, excuse me for pick, fixing my hair, my bangs, bangsy Malone. They're getting long, so it's kind of spurky. Albuquerque, ow, ow. Um, this uh, took place in Houston, Texas. If you haven't read the story uh, about Astroworld, Travis Scott's concert, and the the crowd surge of 50,000 people and people dying, numerous people died, hundreds of people in the hospital. And there, there are a couple things that are also mentioned in the story, but not in every story that I read. And I'm so curious to understand what the fuck is going on out there. Because for one, there was a fentanyl like a bandit, like a fentanyl bandit that was shooting people up with fentanyl. Like, like someone went there to try to m- murder people. Um, what the fuck? Uh, we're in some dark times. 
And the second thing that uh, has come up on a couple of the stories, but not all of them, is that people say that they felt, uh, wait for it, a demonic presence. A demonic presence in the astral world. I mean, she's in love with who I am. Back in high school, I used to bump to the I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they were getting jabbed with the fucking, thank God there was Narcan on, on site everywhere because people, uh, what the hell is happening right now when we have to be so fucking careful when we're going out to enjoy ourselves? And plus, that's a 200,000 uh, person arena and only had 50,000, but the surge, the, the, have you ever been in a surge? I'm going to tell you my surge stories. Okay. That was one of the reasons I brought up the story. I have been in two, no, three unbelievably frightening where I thought I was going to lose my life riots and crowd surges. Okay. The first one, oh, we're going way back kids. Come on back with me to the 80s. I was 12 years old and I, my mom had let me, <laughs> I know it's insanity. My mother had let me skip school to go see the who, uh, the who was playing at the, uh, LA Coliseum or was it the Coliseum? Something with a, not the Coliseum cause the Coliseum is closed, but the, Hey boo. Um, but the, uh, Oh my goodness. I can't remember what it was called, but it was an outdoor arena where there was grass. It was like a football uh, field. And anyway, so my mom let me skip school. I went with an older boy. I was like in elementary school. My my mom let me skip. I went with an older boy who was in eighth grade. Oh shit. His mom took us, drove us downtown to the arena. It wasn't at the Greek. It was downtown, Shauna. Where's downtown? And it's a giant. I mean, the Greek is fantastic. Speaking of the Greek, real quick. I have, I snuck into the Greek theater so many times as a little kid because you could climb up the observatory area to the the mountain area and you could just roll down the mountain and uh, yes, you'd get very dirty and you wouldn't look so cute at the concert, but people would pull you over the the wall and be like, yeah, and they'd be so happy for you. You know, you'd be like, yeah, fucking fuck these Greek theater tickets. And, um, quite a rebel she was as a child. Anyway, I go to the, okay, the Coliseum. Thank you. See, for some reason I thought the Coliseum, but that's the, uh, anyway, we're going, okay, I'm going to take it one by one. The Coliseum, we're downtown. Uh, we get out of his mom's car. It's early in the morning because it's general admission. So you want to get there early and get into line. Unfortunately, there's a giant line outside the Coliseum with all these kids in it. Okay. So we start to walk to the end of the line. I hear a girl scream out, Guzzy! Now, Guzzy, I don't know why she called me this, but this older girl in my, I've talked about her before, Sally, she was a wild white woman, uh, white girl in my neighborhood, Sally. Oh my God. She fought guys. She fought guys. She was the first crackhead I ever knew. And she used to drive us down to where I lived in LA in East Hollywood. And we would score crack uh, for her from this young gentleman called Pookie. And so when uh, New Jack City came out, I was like, shut up, that's real. And so um, anyway, all of a sudden we're walking down the, you know, the who, they're lined up because they haven't opened the doors yet. And uh, all of a sudden I hear this girl scream out, Guzzy, and I know it's Sally. And I'm like, Guzzy. And so Sally screams, come on, come on. 
we've been, she's at the front of the line. And she's like, come on, we've been up all night on mushrooms. We have a great spot. Come and stand with us. And I was like, you've been here all night? And she's like, yeah. That was Sally. She's a badass. So we get this really close uh place in line so by the time we go inside because they let <laughs> they open the doors and it's a fucking free-for-all like everyone's just running 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 to the front of the of the stadium because you're like i want to be, put my little blankie down and sit and get this view of these badass fucking badasses so here was the lineup you ready shauna you're gonna get a kick out of this one uh who opened Leon Redbone? Does anyone even know who the fuck that is? I, I, I didn't know who it was. Leon Redbone opened it. It was just him and his guitar and it was, it was fine. But, uh, as he was singing, I noticed there were a lot of people that have come after us and were sitting behind us and standing behind us. And there was this one guy. Oh, I'll never forget him. I'll never forget his face. You guys, he White guy, brown, long hair, bandana, you know, as the hippies wore it, just, you know, across here. I believe he was wearing overalls. He was a, he was a bigger gentleman. And he looked at me, and I, how can I do this while I hold the mic? He looked at me, I caught his eye, and he went, and I think he meant, you are going to get trampled. You, we're going to trample you. And that's what he was doing with his hand. He had one palm out and the other palm was making the running, you know, the fingers were running and then bam. And I was like, oh, fuck, this guy is is threatening to rush the stage. This guy is threatening to rush it. And the next band to play was The Clash. (laughs) The Clash. Okay, I'd never seen so many punk rockers in my life. I was just a kid. But after this show, fucking shaved my hair into a mohawk. That's right. Mm-hmm. It was very inspiring. So anyway, we're sitting there and I, I grab my friend and I go, hey, man, the guy that I'd come with, the, the eighth grader. Meanwhile, he and Sally were kind of making eyes at each other. And Sally was like, Guzzy, what do you think of me taking a little hit of uh, your pal here? And I was like, yeah, you go ahead. And so by the end, they were making out. But before that happened, we're standing there and I'm like, dude, this fucking dude is making like a trample thing. And, and they're like, no, no, don't. he's fucking with you. He's fucking with you. Well... As soon as the first note came out, you know, should I stare? <laughs> he was like, I will fucking, st-. you know, should I stay or should I go? He's like, I'm going. And he and the rest of these fucking hundreds of thousands, I don't know how many people there were. All of a sudden I was up. I couldn't, I was not standing on the ground anymore. I could not move my arms. I was pinned to my friend. Thank God I was with my friends though. And the the kid that I was with, the eighth grader, God, he was strong. He was very strong. And he somehow made his way. He grabbed onto me. I grabbed onto Sally. She grabbed onto somebody else. And we kind of like, I don't know how we did it. I think it was because it was daytime also. And people could see us. See, this astral world thing was tragic because in the nighttime, nobody could see anybody. There was a baby boy down there, 10 years old. Oh my God, you guys, it just breaks my fucking heart. So here I am like, I can't even touch the ground in this riot, this surge that's happening to go to see the clash. Should I stay or should I go now? I'm like, I gotta go. And thank God, I believe his name was Mickey. Isn't it weird that you can't remember like a boy that you let finger bang you in the, in, uh, well, he was in the eighth grade. I was in, I think fifth, what are you, 12, fifth grade? So, uh, he, so he was so strong and he, 
fully rescued us out of the fucking pit. It turned into a pit because it was the clash and because people were surging and it was just insane. And I was like, oh my God. And I wasn't crying because guess what? We had also taken acid. Ha! Do you want an extra uh, rush? Would you like an extra rush? Then take a little acid before you go to being crushed by a crowd. Oh my God. So I made them take me up to the seats. There were so many seats available because everybody wanted to be on the ground. So I'm up in the seats and I'm like, and I'm just looking around and I'm just seeing colors and mohawks and leather jackets and I am in heaven. It's like the pictures of King's Road that I always looked at from London. And I was like, but one day I shall go there. I shall go there and I shall also be punk rock celebration Liberty Spikes. So I know what it's like. I was also in a uh, surge and a riot uh, uh, at a <laughs> at a Run DMC concert. Now I know you're saying, Jessica, you were just at a Who concert. You saw The Clash, Leon Redbone. Now you're going to a Run DMC concert? Damn straight, yo. I think you should have a very eclectic mix of musical tastes in order to understand what the fuck's going on out there? And plus, like my pal Shauna, you have one for your moods. Are you cooking? Put on some classical. Did you want to have a long drive? I need hip hop. Apparently, I need hip hop for a long drive because I cannot stay focused on the driving. So I need like, you know, I, I need the thing to help me figure I can't do a book on tape people are like listen to a book on tape Jess I'm like I would ride right off the road <laughs> so the the second surge that I was in run DMC concert this time it was at the sports arena LA sports arena so that's closed up the LA sports arena also downtown LA and let me just tell you downtown Los Angeles in the 80s you didn't know whether or not it was worse outside the riot or inside where the riot was taking place because outside it was a fucking mess but inside whoa Nelly now I'll tell you what I went to this show when I was I think I was 14 what are you 10th grade and um I I was going to an alternative school uh, behind Fairfax High School in Hollywood called Walt Whitman I was the only white girl at the school because Sally had left Sally was uh, at the school but she dropped out. And how did she drop out, you ask? Well, her boyfriend at the time drove up on a motorcycle, wing, 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 and he goes, Sally! And then she ran out of the class, which were three little bungalows. I don't know if, you, if you're uh, familiar with the alternative schools, but they don't give you a real classroom. You usually get a little trailer where you have to stay calm with the, like five other people that are probably real fucked up. So we were all, it was like, a, they called it special education you know, for the slow ones. So Sally ran out of her trailer and, and then the, the principal, Miss Milla, she was a, a black woman, Miss Milla, as a lot of the kids were black kids and Mexican kids, um, a lot of gang members. Oh, I was so in love with this rolling 40s crip. Oh, he was fine. And he kept saying like, we're grown. Let's go get a hotel room, Jessica. We're grown. And I was like, I don't know. And uh, well, he also had a girlfriend at the school called Rayneal. And Rayneal was not having any of me and him talking together at all so 
Good old continuation school. So anyway, everyone at school knew that me and Amber, my friend who lived down in South Central, she was this mixed girl. She was beautiful, like a hippie kind of like weirdo. So we, you know, we connected real quick. But she lived in South Central where they called it the jungle at the time. Ah! So you heard the Ice Cube, you heard the NWA, you're familiar with the situation. So we go to her neighborhood before the, the show and all her friends and neighbors are like, girls, don't go to this Run DMC show. It's going to be a mess. It was a riot last time. It's going to be a riot. this Last time my cousin got shot. You cannot go. And we're like, Psh, look at us. We're fine. We're fine. We're going to be fine. Well, it wasn't fine. Okay. Now this lineup, oh, it's exciting to tell you the lineups. This was Houdini opening for Run DMC. Now, Houdini being the first band, and it was sold. I was packed in there. Oh, we were packed up, and we were so excited. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends, and then somebody threw a chair. Now, how could they throw a chair? These chairs were bolted into this into this cement. Well, somebody was on some PCP. That's what I always thought. I'm like, you know, I've seen men pull up shit from cement areas in, on the PCP. So perhaps a gentleman or a young lady is on the PCP. Well, whatever they were on, they were on some fucking let's get rioting shit because there were bloods and crips and all. Look. Los Angeles in the 80s was just one big gang war most of the time. So we're here at this Run DMC show, and all of a sudden there's chairs flying, there's people running, and we're like, God damn it. So we start to run out, run, run, run. We start to run out, run out. And it is insane. I am running full speed, and yet I'm running towards a man who is doing this with his fists just down the hallway like whoa, whoa, sir why the windmill and then I uh, am behind a woman who has a, a child and I think well I'll be fine I'll be behind the woman with the child they go down ah so I stop I help them up but then I'm like we're not safe anywhere so we run back outside and I finally get to the and it's a surge because everybody's like ah! and there's fists going and you have to like duck a fist and duck a chair and it is insanity so we run outside get to the car but you get outside and it's just as crazy but there's no police in the sports arena they're all outside so it's like what the fuck are you guys doing so there's helicopter police there's police on horses there's police in the cars motherfuckers what can you calm the goddamn shit down mm, they can't they're arresting people for uh, smoking weed they're they're pouring people's booze out of their car and i'm like guys can you fucking go check out the goddamn arena <laughs> there's some windmill fists coming at us no they didn't they didn't so i have had my fair share we all made it back to the car thank you the the four of us we there were four of us uh, as a crew and we made it back to the thank god we made it back to the car so who uh it, what can i say they don't really have i mean this was i feel like the electric uh carnival in vegas was big and this was big but they haven't had like big shows recently so please just be careful don't Try to get close to the stage. You know, you can always watch a video afterwards. And then you saw that Cat Williams had someone fall down in his show the next a couple nights later, and he goes, stop, everybody stop, everybody shut up and get this fucker up because I am not going to go home with my conscience like that. And so I was like, damn. So I think the artists now are being a little bit more careful and understanding what the fuck is going on down there. Because I know it, it's got to be weird where you can't really you can't really make out what the hell's happening. And so it must really, really be uh, frightening, you know? Anyway, whoo, all right, I'm going a little long, but I just want to leave you with this. I have 
this new, I'd love some feedback on my new, <laughs> on my new background because I felt like the other background with the catter wall, uh, a lot of pictures of cats, a little distracting. And I want you to focus, focus here. And uh, I met with a woman yesterday on Zoom consulting and she was unbelievable. And if you please, if you want to, and also if you want to look at anything in regards to the law, she's a lawyer. Uh, I didn't consult with her about law stuff. I consulted with her about, uh, thanks, Bibi. I consulted with her about branding and about getting my uh, views up. And so thank you. Thank you, ladies. I am, I am hoping that with the little, the small changes that I make to my show and the keywords, uh, it's a little more helpful to uh, people who may be just scrolling by and they go, hey, wait a second. This lady has a great looking background. She looks well lit. She seems to have put some time into her makeup and hair. <laughs> so this young lady's name is Leija Miller, L-E-E-J-A-J-A, yes, J-A. And she is a fantastic. If you just want to go check her out, go check her out. If you'd like to get some, some consulting stuff, she's very, very helpful and she's very fair. Um, hey, you guys have just watched episode 217. That's right. It's been 217 on this shit. And you know what else is the, was the 217 when I was a kid? Shauna, you ready? The RTD bus. I took the number 217. The RTD, if you know Ice Cube, the rough, tough, and dangerous. <laughs> hey, hey, bitch, how much for head? <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you for being here with me. And thank you for always making me... Um, 217th is your B-Day? Um, I, I just am really excited to be here with you guys every week. And what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start making these uh, for YouTube. And you can go to my YouTube channel. It's uh, JessWood69. <laughs> I don't know when I got that handle for that. But you can also Google GetWood and get in there. Uh, what else did I want to tell you? Oh, uh, please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show I am on so many platforms for it, just audio. So you can go to all kinds of platforms there. Uh, share with your friends. I would I would just be so grateful if you could share it on your IG and uh, tag me when you do. And I just, I'm so grateful. And, and I'm practicing this gratitude and it seems to be going well. So I, I recommend it. <laughs> Okay, everybody. I adore you. Oh, and go to last episode uh, from last week. If you want to get some ideas about shopping small and shopping local, I do a whole bunch of time on local stuff in Albuquerque and some people in LA that I love as well. Okay, so I, I, shut up. You hang up first. No, you hang up first. I'm so excited. Oh, I will come by on Friday. Thanks, Lace. Oh, excuse me. I haven't promoted a fucking comedy show that I'm in. If you're here on Thursday, that's right, motherfuckers, 11-11. It's going to be magical. It's at the Cosmos. How could you play at Cosmos on 11-11 and not know that that was going to be goddamn magical? So please come to Cosmos 11-11. Thursday. That's right. Oh, and I'm going to shout out these motherfuckers too. You know, have you watched the BS show? Because these 
motherfuckers. I love them so much. It's it's Buck and Six, and I goddamn love them. Please go and watch their show tonight. They'll be live. Fucking A, right? It's Tuesday. And I always post Carla's show. Carla V thinks out loud. What? I know. I'm around all kinds of fucking fantasticals. Do you need to go to the weed sesh? Come on down on Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. God damn it, I got to stop. I love you. It's hard to hang up. No, you hang up first. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See you next Tuesday. Boop, boop. Okay, until then, love you. I swear I love you. Oh.